Is there a suicide crisis on America's farms? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back to learn about a disturbing study from the nation's heartland. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Dr. Corinne Peak asa is a professor of occupational and environmental health in the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Dr. Peak asa you recently completed a study of farmers in the U.S. focusing on suicide rates with disturbing results. Tell us some of the highlights of what you found. Yeah, absolutely, Roy. Suicides among farmers has been something we've recognized as a high risk compared to other occupations for quite a long time. I think there was a lot of focus on this during especially fiscal crises in farming. But what we found is that the rate has really continued to be high over a number of years back into the 1990s when good occupational data connected to suicide was collected. How does this compare to other high-stress jobs that we might more typically associate with suicide? Well, we compared the rate in farmers to the combination of all other occupations. So farmers are not the only occupational group that have increased risk for suicide, but they certainly are one of them. And you mentioned the stress of the job. The complexity of the farming operation is probably a contributor to suicide, but not alone. Many things have to work together to create the attempt to end someone's life. But the farming occupation is very stressful. So farmers work in a number of different environments, whether they're working with animal food production or with crop food production. They're working with machinery, with unpredictable weather and terrain, with unpredictable crops. They are working with unpredictable financial structures. They often range between very small operations, which have their own challenges, to very large operations, which have some different challenges. So the number of different types of stressors in farming is really high. You also uncovered some geographical characteristics in your study. Yes, we found that suicide rates were particularly high in the Midwest and the West. Now, that is also looking at overall workers. We also have more farming in those areas. But it stands out, for example, compared to homicide among farmers, which is high in the South and suicide is low, we definitely see some trends that differ by region. And we're not able to look deeper into what's driving those trends. Is it simply more farming operations or is it related to different types of farming or different stresses of farming? Let's talk a bit more about the causes behind this. There's kind of a cultural thing involved there as well, right? You know, it's hard to pinpoint that. You know, people gravitate towards farming because it is such a strong community. It is such a rewarding life. So I definitely don't want to paint it in a bad light. But there are many factors that lead to stress, but there's also a lot of isolation. We do know that throughout the country, we have a lack of resources for mental health care. And in rural communities, that is particularly a challenge. So if you think about being, you know, in a busy planting or harvesting season, you don't have time to drive three towns down to get to the closest mental health care provider. And I would characterize farmers as being a pretty tough crowd. They work through a lot of pain. They are able to be very entrepreneurial. But we suspect that there may be a cultural sort of tendency to not easily seek care for mental health services. So what can be done to find a solution to this problem? Well, I think we need to engage farming communities, most importantly, and figure out in those communities what are the gaps that they are finding stressful, where are the supports, and really hear firsthand. So sort of going from the big number study that we did to a much more 
qualitative study where we're talking to communities and helping them because communities have so much knowledge and they do have resources that are very innovative and helpful. So we need to figure out where we can harness the resources that farming communities have and rural communities and empower them to fill the gaps that they have. And this is a more general question that applies to, I guess, everyone. But if someone knows a family member or a friend that they're concerned may be at risk of suicide, what's the best way to help? You know, that is a very good question. And there are increasing programs in schools and in businesses encouraging people to reach out. If you're worried about someone, ask them, talk to them. Suicide is ultimately a very acute act. And people usually feel very alone when they are contemplating suicide. Studies have shown that expressing concern, asking someone how they're doing, asking someone if they need a little bit of help, or actually saying very directly, you know, I'm concerned that you might be thinking about hurting yourself and I would really like to help if I can. Those steps can be very helpful in sort of changing the course. Professor Corinne Piqueso from the University of Iowa, thank you very much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. Internet services provided by Pear.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Gina Tedesco and Roy Mackey. And our executive producer, Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.